Well, we're going to look at Proverbs chapter 3, and we're looking per- particularly verses 13 through 18 is what we're looking at. And um, I don't think I'll read the entire thing. I might just look at just a little bit of Proverbs 3.13. But, um, but it says, Happy is the man who finds wisdom and the man who gains understanding. And I'll, I'll just stop right there. Um, the thing that we... Um, the, the title of the, my sermon this morning, morning is Anchored. And, uh, of course, it has to do with us living a life in the Word. You will, we will be anchored. But I didn't want to say too much about about that until we get on end. But this first verse that we read, Proverbs 3.13, it talks about us being happy. And it talks about us, it says that we're happy. Happy is the man who finds wisdom and the man who gains understanding. I want you guys all to know something, that God wants us all to be happy. Do you all understand that? I know that we read that and sometimes we kind of just take it for granted but God wants you to be happy. And you may be going through some things in your life that you're thinking, man, I don't know if I could ever be happy. You know, I know that there are some things that happen in our life that, that changes our lives. You know, bad things happen. Um, just, just right now, I think, of a, um, I think of a time where I fell through this barn roof. Uh, and I fell a pretty good distance. I mean, it wasn't like five feet. It was, you know, it was probably more like ten feet or something like that. And I, and I pretty much landed on my hands, but I was head first. And when I got up, I'm thinking, man, that really could have, that really could have hurt me. You know, that really could have hurt me. But um, I guess just, the, just knowing who God is and just having that, having that anchor. You all understand? Having that foundation in my life, I guess it just... So I know things can happen, and you might be thinking, I could never be happy. But you can be happy, and God can change things. Um, he is like no other, and he is the greatest, and he can fix any problem, all right? So I just want you guys to understand that and know that. Uh, there were just a few things, a few statements that we made, um, or even a question before that, that, uh, that Pastor Marvin had wrote, and it says, Pastor Marvin wrote on here, could it be that something more than normal is possible in our life? God doesn't want us just living a normal life. He wants our lives to be happy. He wants our lives to be uh, full of joy. Uh, Jesus talked about things like this. Like he wants us to have everlasting life. He doesn't just want us to have life, everlasting life. He wants us to have abundant joy. You all understand that? So it's not that God just wants us to be, he doesn't just want us to eke by and just barely make it. He wants it to where our life is happy and where great things happen for us. Yes, bad things are going to happen, but we don't let, have to let those things uh, bother us too much. But there was four little sentences here that we have in our notes. The first one is normal is the enemy of better. Normal is the enemy of better. The second one was normal is easy. Anybody can do. Pastor Marvin said last week, it's easy. Normal is easy. Anybody can do it. It's just what everybody does. Normal isn't working. And then, all, and then the last one, life in the word is better. When, when I read these things, when I read these little four uh, little sentences here, and I was preparing my message and thinking. Um, I thought about, I thought about my dad, and I thought about my grandpa. Um, both of these men, um, my grandpa's he's passed away. He's already going to be with the Lord, but, but he was a really hard worker, and um, and my dad was a really hard worker, and um, that was something that was just passed down to me of just being a hard worker, and I have seen how that that has made my life better. I know some people that are pretty lazy people, 
I mean, and you can look at their life. You can, you can, you can look that for a long time they've just been lazy people, haven't been much into working. They just try to get away with doing as little as they can, and it just doesn't, it just doesn't pay off. And uh, so with that, I want to say that if you'll live your life in the Word of God, if you'll live your life to where you are getting in His Word and you're finding out what He's saying to us, and then you'll do that, your life will be happy. You guys notice here in this verse, this verse that we read that it didn't say, happy is the man that gets a whole lot of money. It didn't say happy is the man. And, and this word man here doesn't just mean male men. It means the human race. Women are men too. Y'all understand? They're just the wool man. Okay? But we're all men. And that's what he's saying here. We can all be happy. And it's not going to come with money. It's not going to come with the right job, the right spouse, the right car, the right... It's not... It's, it, happiness does not come with that. Now, if you want a nice house, then believe God for it. And go through his wisdom to get it. If you want a nice vehicle, then get God's wisdom and get it that way. Y'all understand? God wants us to be happy. Well, my first point this morning is wisdom is the principal thing. And if you look in Proverbs chapter 4, verse 7, it says this. All right, It says wisdom is the principal thing. And I looked up this word principal because I wanted to see what it meant. What does this mean, the principal thing? Is it, you know, when I think about principal, I think about that guy in middle school that would put the board to your backside when you went to his office because you did something bad. That, that's, what I, I, that's what I think, principal. You know, some t- my teachers taught me, you, you know the difference between the word principal that's spelled P-A-L and then the word principal that's spelled P-L-E at the end. My, my teachers used to say, you know how you can tell the difference? Because the principal, like, your, like the principal of the school, will be the P-A-L. The P-A-L at the end because he's our pal. And I'm thinking, he's putting the board to the backside. He's not, he's not much of a pal. It's not the way I'm looking at it here. But it says wisdom is the principal thing. And I looked up the word principal. And it says best or chief or first. And if we have wisdom, if we go for wisdom, it's the best. It's the first thing we should always go after. All right? Um, I've got written down here in my notes that it's better. Wisdom is better. Uh, it's easy to find. Proverbs chapter 8 says that wisdom cries out. It cries out everywhere to whoever will listen. Uh, you're happy. You're only happy when you find and gain wisdom. Again, like I was saying... Happiness doesn't come with a new house or a new car or certain things. It doesn't necessarily bring, yeah, or a motorcycle. Donnie's showing me a motorcycle. Donnie's back there saying a motorcycle. Uh, I, heard a, I heard a guy once say, um, a guy said, he was a comedian guy, and he said, you know, they say money can't, he said money can't, they say money can't buy happiness. He said, but uh, money can buy jet skis. He said, you ever seen anybody frown while riding a jet ski? <laughs> Never. So I thought that was kind of funny. But I got wrote down here also that hearing and doing is, hearing and doing is finding and gaining wisdom. And we're going to look at Matthew chapter 7, verse 24 and verse 25. And this is Jesus talking. He says, therefore, whoever hears these sayings of mine. This is Jesus talking now. He said, whoever hears my sayings, my words, and does them, I will liken him unto a wise man which built his house upon a rock, and the rain descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew, and beat upon that house. And it didn't fall, it fell not, 
for it was founded upon a rock. Listen, guys, when we, when we hear God's word, we can't, just hear his, we can't just hear his word and have wisdom or have happiness. We've got to hear his word and we've got to do his word. Notice Jesus said, he that hears and does. And if you keep reading here, verse 26 in Matthew chapter 7, Jesus will say, a foolish man is the one that hears but doesn't do it. Okay, you guys got that this morning? You guys with me? Are you guys okay? So we have to hear his word and do his word. And I know that sounds so elementary. That sounds so easy. It sounds too easy. But it's just true. If you hear his word and do it, then we'll have wisdom and it'll result in happiness. Uh, again, this morning, my, my sermon is titled Anchored. And uh, Candice, you can go ahead and uh, pull that picture of an anchor. This is a picture of an anchor, and um, it's not got any significance other than it's an anchor. I did want to say that don't, don't anybody get any ideas for a tattoo. This is, not, this is not meant for an idea for a tattoo. It's just an anchor. We got any Popeyes out there? With no anchor? No anchor tattoos? When, I was, when, we were, when me and Pastor Marmon was looking for a, a picture of an anchor, that's all we could pull up was, was a bunch of like drawn stuff and tattoos of anchors. And I was like, I need a picture of really. But um, you, you guys, when you look at this anchor, and, and I know that when I look at this anchor, you know, um, the anchor does not keep us necessarily from the storms, does it? We, if we're in our boat, if we're out in a boat or ship or whatever, and we, and we let out our anchor, an anchor was just to keep you steady. To keep you still, to keep you in one, to keep you in one place, but it doesn't make the storms go away, right? The storm can still beat on the boat, still rock us pretty good, but it's not going to just make the storms completely go away. We're going to have troubles in this life. Uh, we're going to have troubles. We're going to have problems. Every one of us, but it doesn't mean it has to. They, we don't have to let them bother us. We can still stay steady and strong. You guys remember the story where. Jesus told his disciples, let's get in the boat and go to the other side. And they said, okay, well, when they got out there, the storm come down. And the disciples started freaking out, scared. They're, they were even think they were dying. They, even went, they went down into the boat and told Jesus, we're dying. It said Jesus was asleep. Asleep. Now, how many of you guys think if you was out on a boat and it was rocking and the storm was coming down, that you'd be sleeping. Would you be sleeping or would you be freaking? So do you see the difference here? One, one person knew the word. The, the word of God had already been spoken. Let's go to the other side. Right? God had already said, we're going to the other side. Let's go. And so those disciples chose just to not act on the word. You know, they could, Peter could have stood out there on the front of that boat and said, Jesus said, we're going to the other side. And storm, we're going to the other side. Is it strange to talk to storms? Jesus must be strange then. Because he talked to that storm, didn't he? And the storm, the storm quieted. That's pretty cool, huh? So who are we going to be? Are we going to be scared? Or are we going to trust God's word and we're going to hear it and do it? We're going to hear it and do it right. Okay, next point I got for you, you guys is uh, there's two things that we want to talk about this morning about, about being anchored. Two things that's going to keep you anchored. Uh, the first one, and this, we'll find this in Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5 through 7. 
uh, trust God with all your heart. Uh, Proverbs 3, 5, right around there, it says, trust God with all your heart. Uh, don't lean on your own understanding. Acknowledge him. Okay, you guys, y'all, you guys have read that. But I wanted, to just, I wanted to point your attention to a scripture in Proverbs chapter 9 that says that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. So the very first thing, that, the very first thing we need to understand about wisdom is the fear of the Lord. We need, to, we need to fear him. And, you know, God is stronger than you. He's bigger and he's better than you. And he, sh- he should be reverenced. All right? Uh, he should be reverenced. He should be honored. Um, Pastor Marvin has said many times that God could take his air out of this room. Right? It's all his. Y'all know that, right? All of it's his. Everybody just touch your arm right quick. Just everybody just kind of do this right quick. Y'all feel that? That's his. This is his. The Bible says that our spirit and our body are his. Evidently, he must have given us our soul. The part of us that makes decisions. You know, God will let us do whatever we want to, right? Right? Could we get up and walk out of this room right now anytime we want? Yeah. God's not keeping you. Right? Could we go to hell if we want to? Sure can. God will let us. He'll let us. He'll let us go right to hell if we want to. If we say, God, I don't want to have anything to do with you. Don't like you. Don't want you. And he, he would say, okay. He'd probably say, no, I don't want that. I don't want that for you. But if that's what you wanted, he'd let you do that. So it's all his, folks. Okay? It's all his. And so let's trust him with all of our heart. I, I, I talk about the fear of the Lord being the beginning of wisdom. And the thing that I wanted to say about this, about, about fear is, I mean, uh, about fear being the beginning of wisdom is, is that we have to be really careful about pride. Okay? And I know that we have said this a bunch at Church on the Move. We've said this a bunch about, about when it comes to prayer and us talking to God. If you're, not, if you're a person that does not pray, you're basically saying to God, I can do it by myself. And that's pride because you can't do it by yourself. You can't do it without talking to God all the time. All right? That's the way God meant for it to be. He did not mean for us to go through this life and not talk to him. He meant for us to communicate with him. Pastor Marvin said it earlier. He meant for us to experience him. Now, do you think that God wants us to experience him just every once in a while or all day? I would think so too. I would think so too. I would think he would want us to experience him all day. And God's okay with us talking to him all the time. Now, I've told you guys before um, that in my prayer life, my, my prayer life, my personal conviction, I will spend a certain amount of time every day going and being alone with him. Matthew, Matthew chapter 6, I believe it is, it say, he says, go get in your closet and shut the door. And I just believe that God wants us to spend time, each and every one of us, alone with just him. Just spending time with him. Now, that's my personal conviction. You can read the word and, and get out of it what you what you want. But I believe the next, the next scripture verse I have, is that Luke chapter 5, Candace? For some reason, my, Luke chapter 6. My, my screen was kind of doing something really weird there. But Luke chapter 6, and I'm go, we're going to look at verse 12. And it says here that, and it came to pass in those days 
that he, and this is talking about Jesus, Jesus went out to the mountain to pray and continued all night in prayer to God. First thing I want to say here, if Jesus prayed, do you think we should pray? If he had to pray and wanted to pray, we should pray. Now notice this. He prayed all night. All night. Now I'd be willing to bet that this was probably not Jesus' first time to pray extended period. Any of you guys ever prayed all night before? Anybody? Anybody ever prayed like all night or maybe for eight hours, just prayed for eight hours? That's, that's something that's pretty uncommon, huh? But it's not weird. Should we do that every once in a while? I'm just, I'm just asking questions. Are we all right with that? And the thing that I wanted to say about this, about this part here is, is um, that notice Jesus, you know, he sacrificed sleep. You guys think his life was easier than ours or maybe harder than ours? He didn't have air conditioning. He didn't have electricity. He didn't have plumbing. You think it was any easier on him? You think it would be as easy on him? Well, it was easy for Jesus because he was God. But he was a man. He, he got tired. We know that. The Bible says that. He got tired. There was times when he got, got tired, sat down at the well because he was tired. But he, slept, he, he spent all night talking to God. And the thing that I want to say about this is that you can truly tell that it was not just a duty to him or it was not just a, something that sounded like a good idea, but it was truly his heart to spend time with God. And that's, that's the being anchored that we're talking about this morning. That's the, that's the wisdom that we're talking about. That's the happiness. You guys think Jesus was happy? Yeah. Probably, probably the happiest man that ever walked this earth, probably, because he was close to God. He, he, he even said himself, I, I do what the Father tells me to do. He had to, been, he had to have been happy. So I just want you guys to get that about, about us trusting God with all our heart. We read that scripture. Yeah, trust the Lord with all your heart. Oh, that sounds good. That sounds real religious and good, doesn't it? That sounds like something we might would say out loud if we was around a bunch of unbelievers. You know, I trust in the Lord with all my heart. What does that mean? What does it mean? Spend time with him. We know if you're trusting him with your heart, if you're spending time with him, if you're talking to him. And you know, you can talk to people for a little while, and you can tell just by listening to what they're saying how much time they're spending with God. Pastor Marvin talked about earlier about a TV program. There's people, that can, there's people that can tell you more about TV programs than they can tell you about God. Those people are probably not spending too much time with God. Or they're spending way too much time watching TV. All right. So let's be careful, all right? Again, it's your heart. Y'all, do y'all, y'all understand what I'm saying this morning? It's our heart. If we truly, truly want to be happy people, then we'll spend time with Him. My second point is acknowledge Him in everything. Is that what I got there? Yeah. Acknowledge Him in everything. This is another one of them real religious type of things that sounds really good to say. And, you know, we say it, no, yeah, it sounds good. But truly, can we just stop and think about what this is saying for just a minute? Acknowledge Him in everything. When we get up in the morning and we, get, we go to get dressed, anybody of y'all uh, go, go to your closet before and look in there and you think, well, what am I going to wear? I did that this morning. I think I tried on three shirts before I finally picked this good-looking black shirt. looks pretty good, don't it? But I put, on a, I put on a white one, I think, and then I, put on a, I was going to put on a peach-colored one. Would it be okay if we said, God, what shirt should I wear this morning? Would that be okay? Do you think God would be happy with that? 
Do you think God would be, that's pretty cool that, that's pretty cool that they're, that they're acknowledging me. I mean, God, he's God, he's awesome. He don't need us. But you read his word, he, want, he wants us, folks. Pastor Marvin, Pastor Marvin was like preaching my message for me this morning when he got up here. Because he was saying exactly what, basically what I'm saying to you guys is, it's just, it's just in that our heart that we just want to pursue God. That just wanting to pursue him. You know, God doesn't need us, but why is he so mindful of us? Why, why has he gone to such trouble? Why has he gone to such sacrifice? Like he sent Jesus to die for us, right? Anybody in here willing to die for somebody else? I mean, you probably, you probably would. Donnie raised his hand. And I imagine Donnie would, he would, I imagine Donnie would die for his wife or children. I would die for my wife, but would it be easy? Is that just an easy little sacrifice? Is that a simple little sacrifice? It's not. It's not, a little, it's not just a little bee. It was a huge sacrifice that God made for us. And so he loves us and he wants us. And so he wants us to acknowledge him. Now, does he really care what color shirt you wear? He doesn't really mind what color you wear. You know, I think even if you said, God, what color shirt should I wear this morning? He said, wear the yellow one. It looks good. Makes your eyes dance. But you said, well, Lord... I really would like to wear the green one. Then he, he's not. He's okay. He's okay with that. And y'all understand what I'm saying this morning is, is that just, can we change our thinking a little bit of how, how we talk with God and listen to God and, and just, and really just pursuing him with our hearts. Are you, y'all understand? When I, when I met my wife, when I first met her and I thought this is the woman that I want to be with, man, I was doing all kinds of stuff that I would, that I even have to think now, would I, have done, would I do that now, you know? Like, man, I was calling her all the time. I was driving to her house. She lived 30 minutes away, all right? And this is when I'm 18 years old, so I didn't have all the money in the world. My car didn't get the best gas mileage. And uh, y'all understand what I'm saying? But my heart was tied to her. My heart was tied to her. And so I called her a bunch, and I drove down there a bunch. Man, I hated driving down there. God, so far. But getting there, you know, and seeing her, and it was worth it. And so that's, that's what I'm just trying to tell you guys this morning about pursuing God, all right? Just pursue God. Um, I've got this long uh, chapter here in Second Chronicles 15, and I'm just going to skip it, all right? But I'm going to let you kinda, guys kind of know what it said. Um, there was a king of, uh, named Asa, and um, it said that he, he, he was perfect. He, he was loyal to God, but there was one decision he made one day that he didn't go and acknowledge God. <laughs> He didn't go talk to God about it. And when he did, because he didn't acknowledge God, God told him. God sent a prophet to him and he said, because you didn't acknowledge God in this, you're going to have troubles. You're going to have wars. Just this one, he made one, situa- one situation where he didn't acknowledge God and it caused him trouble. So let's, can, can, can we not be that way? Let's make sure we go to God and we acknowledge him in everything that we do. Okay? Well, my little pad, iPad's messing up here again. But let's, let's consider God. Now, um, again, I just want to say that these two things that I just talked about, trusting God with all our heart and acknowledge Him, don't let it be something that you do because you feel like you should do it or it's, it, you feel like it's your duty to do it. Again, let's do it because it's our heart, all right? Let's do it because it's, it's because we love God and, and we, want, we want Him to... You know, we want him to be able to do what he wants 
in our lives and through our lives. All right. Uh, my next point uh, is uh, value your relationships. Uh, and when I, when I wrote this point, I did think mainly about our relationships here, okay? The relationships with the people that's here in the church. I know that you have other relationships uh, like your spouse and children and coworkers and stuff like that. And you should definitely value those relationships as well. But the thing that I just kind of wanted to show you guys here, um, and, and, and where I got this, value relationships, if you, if you look in Proverbs chapter 3, somewhere around verse 27 to 35, it talks about how you treat people. It talk, it's, it's, it's how you treat people right in there. All right? But we're going to look at Romans chapter 1. Uh, Romans chapter 1, verse 11. And Paul said, uh, For I long to see you, uh, I did. I did have that one, Dona Candice. Is it not one to come up? It's. Oh, it's not on there. Okay, I, I, I knew that there's some of them I might not have, but I'll read it to you guys. Romans chapter one, verse eleven and twelve. Paul said, "For I long to see you, that I may impart unto you some spiritual gift, to the end you may be established. That is, now listen to this in verse twelve. That is that I may be con- that I may be comforted together with you by the mutual faith, both of you." And me. In every relationship that you have, guys, God has intended there to be an exchange. All right? Notice Paul said about a mutual faith, both of you and me. There is an exchange that we get. When you step inside these doors, God God means for you to have something to give, and there's also something that you're supposed to receive. Um, I cannot see the timer clock. uh, is that okay? The one on the left. Okay, I just want to make sure I had time. I'm sorry. I knew I was going for a long time. Just getting pretty close. Okay, but I just didn't want to go over my time. But when you come inside these walls, God means for you to have something to give, and He also means for you to have something to receive. I know a lot of Christian people. They go to church and they only go to receive. They only go to receive and they don't give. And I think that's why a lot of them drop out of church eventually. Because God didn't mean for it to just be one way. He meant for you to have purpose and for you to give. Each and every one of you have something. Each and every one of you have something to give. Every one of you has something. There may be someone here this morning that you're supposed to be speaking to. Or just be a shoulder to lean on. Or just be an ear to listen. Do you all understand? We have to be really careful that, that we, how we look at what ministry is supposed to be and just be sensitive to what God is saying to us. Hey, I just need you to show up and just listen. Just be there to listen. There, there's, somebody, there's people here. There are people in this room that possibly have some hurts. And they just need to talk to somebody. And everybody, all of us can listen, can't we? All of us can minister in some way. So there is a, a giving and receiving, and it all depends on you. It all depends on you. The giving and receiving depends on how you have prepared yourself. You guys prepare yourself during the week for, for service? I do. I do. Pastor Marvin does. I know Pastor Marvin does. I do. Others do. I know others do. We can't. We've got to make sure that we don't take this time together too lightly. Come prepared. That's why, again, stay in your word. Stay in the word of God. And God will begin to just speak things to you. And then that way when you come here, then you're ready to give and you're ready to receive. Let me, let, me, let me add this here. In the receiving part, when you guys come into this place, come in ready 
Pastor Marvin talked about, he talked about the, the vulture is, is expecting the dead stuff. And the hummingbird is expecting the good stuff. When you come in here, expect the good stuff. And expect that whoever it is that's speaking up here, that you're pulling on that person. Do you all understand what I'm saying? That you're, you're attentive and you're not going, man, I sure am hungry. What time, does, what time does that show start? Man, I wish you'd hurry up. Don't do that. When you come in here, be hungry for what God says. I'm telling you, folks, God can say one. God could say one, He could use one word out of my mouth this morning, and He could absolutely change your life because that's how God is. God can do that. He can make a one word from my mouth that you hear come alive inside of you in a second of time and totally change things for you. He can do that kind of stuff. But if you're too busy going, all right, and especially make sure that you're doing that when pastor's speaking, all right? When our pastor is speaking, you guys listen to what he has to say. Be attentive. Tell your mind and your heart, I'm ready to receive, okay? Can you guys do that for me? I think I have one more point, and that's to, I'm going to just go to my, my last one here, my last point. Avoid strife. Um, you guys listen to me. If you, if you uh, read James chapter 3, and I, I know I, I, I'm out of time, but James chapter 3, verse 16, and also 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 7 and 12, if you look at these scripture verses, it says strife can cause confusion, every evil work, and in 1 Peter 3, it says that it will hinder your prayers. Hinder your prayers. It hinders the way you talk and listen to God. Avoid strife at all costs, folks. Okay? If you just have to walk away, then just walk away. But avoid strife. Y'all know what strife is. Strife is just getting angry with people, bickering, complaining, fighting, all that. Do not have that in your life. Okay? My family has, seems to have a little bit of trouble with that. A lot of people in my family just like to, they just like to bicker. And I will just walk away. Because I can't have that in my life. Pastor, Mar Pastor Marvin said again earlier, do you want this or do you want my presence? And God is not in strife. Where there is strife, God's presence will not be there. God will turn around and walk away. He will not, he will not have strife. And if you want to stay sick and hurting, then just keep allowing strife in your life. Strife will let sickness and weakness and Death come right in. Okay? So let's not do that. All right. Well, I'm done. Let's, let's pray. Father.